0: To uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. What's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm going to keep this intro short. As you will be listening to my voice quite a bit um, as it is my monthly reflection for the month of October, I will say, I just can't believe it's already November and we have a few months left in the year. And as we get towards the end of the year, my reflections tend to be ones that encompass a larger set of data. It's not just things from the month. I'm starting to actually see patterns from the last 10 months. And so keep that in mind as I weave in insights into these episodes. And, you know, October October was big. Lots of lessons around communication and how to communicate in my relationship for greater levels of intimacy and love, how to communicate with others in business and life, how to experience greater levels of psychological safety in my body and so much more. I so grateful that I get to record these episodes for you. I'm so grateful that I get to unpack my month in this way with Georgina and it allows me to have a greater level of connection and awareness around what's showing up. And so I'm just so grateful for uh the privilege that you guys have gifted me of getting to share my heart and share my experiences with you all and for me to learn from them as well. So If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, all that means that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Let me know on social media if anything that we said on this episode resonated with you. I'm just so excited and grateful that you guys get to be here doing the work alongside me, alongside Georgina, and alongside so many others. And yeah, so just want to give you guys big hugs. And without further ado, here is this month's monthly reflection episode. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you are all having an amazing day. I'm back with my favorite human being, Georgina. Welcome to the show. Hello.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, Raj gosh, how is it another month already? It's like, it doesn't it's, feel
0: like- it's November. We're in November. Let's just talk about that for a second. We are in November. Literally, we have two months left in the year. Less than two months left in the year to wrap up. Probably one of the most like interesting, wild, chaotic, all over the place kind of years that I've had in quite some time. And I'm really grateful that I feel like at this point in my life i'm also the most reflective that i've ever been like i'm i'm more conscious than i've ever been i'm i have more awareness than i ever have there are more tools at my disposal now to navigate these waters and maybe that's by design maybe it's by design that we're like there's so much awareness so much consciousness and so much so many tools out there for us to actually navigate it's just one of the most incredibly interesting and exciting and yeah, interesting and exciting times of our lives.
1: I'm totally with you. I think there's no accident that you are at this place and you have these skills and this self-awareness and deep reflection skills and what that's revealing and opening up. And then the conversations you're being able to spark as a result of the insight you're gaining. It's no accident. This, this conversation is made for these times. So yeah, that's why we have it. It's why it's so important.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a more important time to learn how you are, right? There's never been a more important time to understand your inner workings. There's never been a more important time to create space between your thoughts and your emotions and understand your attachment patterns and to to have a level of awareness around how you operate and why you operate the way you operate. And for you to develop a greater understanding of the role that your soul plays inside of this greater unfolding. Because I think each of these pieces of information are all actually here perfectly in divine timing for evolution to do exactly what it's meant to do, right? Like we're all playing this very unique role inside of this unique time that we're alive in. And I think when we can spend the time to or invest the time, not even spend, it's not an expenditure, right? And when we can invest the time to truly understand ourselves and to release the shackles of fear or the beliefs and the learned limiting beliefs that keep us stuck inside of a a way of existing that isn't in alignment with what our souls are here to experience, when we can truly learn to unravel what's not us, what we're left with is true freedom and what we're left with is true power and what we're left with is this, this conscious agency to actualize a level of impact, a level of fulfillment, a level of love that we're actually all entitled to at birth, like when we're born into this plane, like we come with pure freedom, we learn to be shackled, and I think the human experience really is about unraveling and unlearning as much as we can until our souls choose another body to continue that work
1: uh, I mean that's so so beautifully said and. I, I'm with you. I feel we're in this just beautiful age of self-awareness and self-discovery is just becoming more and more amplified. And the power that we get from understanding our internal landscape, like really getting clear on on who we are. And I know we have lots to talk about in this episode that really relates to that. So I'm I'm curious to, to dive in and start discovering what is it about October that's moved you and lifted you? Where do you want to start with this?
0: You know, one of the things that's been very clear and abundant for me over the last several, you know, I would say months, maybe year, maybe the last 10 months, even like is the role that my interpersonal relationships play in me becoming aware of how safe I feel in my body, right? Because safety, I think is the thing. And now I've become very clear on this. Like this is actually a really big insight that came through me in the last week or so is really the reason I do all this work, the reason I invest in the coaches, the therapists, the, the, the journeys, the, the reason I'm willing to go into the deepest aspects of myself is because my soul, my heart is really craving safety. Like I want to feel safe.
1: I'd love to really explore and open up what you mean by safe, because on the one level you could say, well, you know, you're in, you're in a home, you, you've got a roof over your head. Are you not safe? Like, but I, don't, I know you don't mean that.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, when we were cavemen, we had very simple nervous systems that were designed to be in fight or flight, you know, when there was a saber-toothed tiger that came at us, when there was, you know, a need for us to get into that high adrenaline state. Now, with so many, so much noise, so much cities, like we're in this constant state of social media, we're having all this more, we have more inputs we're more activated. And so when I think of safe and unsafe, I'm not thinking of physical safety, I'm thinking of psychological safety. Like maybe that rest and digest that, the very rested state of your body. And, you know, I'm craving that because I now know it's possible because I'm experiencing it. Like every time I I break through a big barrier of of uh, every time I allow myself to be seen in a bigger way by Gina or my family. Every time I I become aware of something that's really holding me back, anytime I I bring in more awareness and healing into my life and I learn how to rest in my body and I learn how to be calm and I learn and my nervous system can just regulate itself in a way where it's not running, it's not trying to overanalyze things. It's just breathing into what's here. The more present I can be, like the more enjoyable I have, like the more joy I have, the more gratitude I have, like the the more of these, more euphoric states I can access. And I think at our very core, like there are no bad feelings. There are just attachments to the feelings, right? There are stories that are attached to the feelings. And then we learn to not trust our feelings and then we don't feel safe in our own bodies. And then we're constantly looking for something outside of us to feel safe, whether it's money in the bank or it's validation from a, a partner, or it's the love of a parent. Like we're constantly looking for something outside of us because we're not actually used to feeling safe in our body. We're not used to feeling our feelings. We're not used to to knowing that sadness is okay. We're not used to these So there's a level of unlearning that has to happen in order for us to feel psychological safety or to actually show our minds that psychological safety is possible. And then that rewiring practice, whether it's done through healing or awareness or tools like hypnotherapy or plant medicine, whatever it is, like there's ways journaling, maybe like maybe even just breathing and learning to regulate yourself, like meditation. You know, I think psychological safety for me is what I'm craving. Like that's at the core of everything. Like when I feel powerful, it's because I feel safe in my body and I don't fear fear. I don't fear feeling anxiety. I don't fear feeling that energy in my body that I have labeled as anxiety, that I have labeled as sadness, that I have labeled as anger, that I've labeled as passion. I don't like the feelings. I don't fear the feelings. And so I can sit in it. And when I can allow myself to sit in it, that's when I really feel grounded. I think that's the word, right? It's grounded. I feel safe, grounded. I feel like I can trust the people around me and the universe. I can trust that everything's happening for me. You know those psychological statements, those, those 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 truths that I think are universal to somebody feeling a sense of power, maybe a sense of con- not even control, but um, trust. Right? Like control is not control is an agency of the mind. Like I want to control this in order to feel safe, but trust is that I don't have to control anything. I can just trust what's here and find safety in that. And I think that's been my practice and people have accelerated that, right? Like I'm realizing one of the biggest lessons that really came from me this month is how communication is such a, a window and a gateway into allowing myself to have my needs met and allowing myself to feel safe and really learning how I like to be communicated with and really learning how I get to communicate with others so that I can have clarity, instead of anxiety, whether it's in my intimate relationship, whether it's with a business partner, whether it's with anybody in my life, like communication is that thing I think we're not really taught. No one's taught how to be a great communicator. We're all expected to know what other people are thinking, especially in intimate relationships. Like I realized that was something that came really powerfully into my awareness. Like, and this is something that I've learned, you know, from, from my, from my, from even from my dad, like my dad, you know, grew up at least from him, him and my relationship, like over the years when he was, when I was a lot younger, like he would want all of us to know what he was thinking. And I knew I put that expectation on my relationships too. Like in my, in my intimate relationships, like I, I, in my past have put expectations on my partners to really say, oh, they should know how I feel. That's an expectation.
1: Yeah. Because it's the way like, oh, if you understand how I feel? Then you must love me. You must blame
0: me. Right. But that's, but see, look at how flawed that way of thinking is, like. it's, it's, it's actually a, a, a limiting belief that's causing more pain than it does good, right? Because it's actually not giving yourself the power to create that, that clarity and love that you want. Like you're actually putting it on someone else to create that love for you. And so one of the bigger lessons I really learned this month was if I want something, I get to ask for it, right? Like if I want to feel appreciated with words of affirmation, I get to go to Gina and I get to ask her, Gina, why do you love me? What do you love most about me? Can you tell me? I'd love to spend a few minutes for you just sharing why you love me. And then we'll sit there and, we'll, and I'll hear it and I'll feel so nourished and loved because she's sharing it because I asked her. It's creating clarity instead of letting the anxiety in my mind run over. And I realized so many times in my life, I have just, I've expected other people to know how I feel instead of me sharing openly how I feel and naming something that I need in order for my greatest desires to actually come true. And I'm realizing like that communication pattern is something that I had to be reminded and I had to be learned. And and that was just a big half. My first half of the month was really just learning how I like to be communicated with, how I have to show up. You know, I've been really going deeper into human design recently and and for those of you who don't know what human design is, it's a phenomenal I can't even describe what it is or how it works, but it's 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 essentially like a personality test that's based in your birth charts, so like when you were born, the exact time you were born, and and it's based in astrology really, like the location you were born and and where the stars were at the time of your birth and and it's it's phenomenal actually when you can break it down and when I started learning about you know, I'm a projector in that test, and when I started learning about how I like to be communicated with, and how I get to ask for feedback. And it's just been really eye opening for me to realize that I have a deep, 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 deep need to be seen and recognized. That's at the very core of my heart. Like, that's what allows me to feel nourished and loved. And there are ways that I get to communicate with others that allow me to create that rea- reality for myself instead of waiting for other people to give me that permission. And that's something I'm really owning. It's like, if I want to have the relationship of my dreams, it's on me. If I want to have the relationship, not just intimacy, but with my parents, it's on me. If I want to have the partnership of my dream in business, it's on me. Like It's on me to create through communication, and it's on me to allow other people to meet me where I want to be met by really being honest about my needs and doing it from a space of love instead of expectation. And I think those are some of the patterns that I've had to really rewire this month, and I'm getting closer and closer and you know, I, and I learn a lot from Gina, like she like the more I'm allowing myself to be seen with her, like the more I can actually like she's really good at giving me direct feedback and really. Saying you know, like, and really asking and checking in with me now because she knows this is what I want, and that's really helping me step into more clarity for myself. But I'm realizing that's really been a big, big, big tool for me. This the first half of the month was just realizing where I learned how to communicate and having a lot of compassion for the way that people communicate and have learned how to communicate, and then changing the energy around that so that I can communicate my needs and desires in a way that can actually be met. Like, how the hell can I expect someone else to read my mind? How the hell can I expect someone else to know the unique cocktail of emotions that are swirling around in my body? How can I expect someone else to know something that they are completely unaware of, like, or an action that they took that they're completely unaware of and how it made me feel? I can't. And I think that's something that I've just become very privy to and it's and it's been life changing for me to really own that for myself and create deeper levels of trust with myself that if i just name my needs that alone is the thing that's going to heal.
1: Oh wow. Got so many things on that and i really love this notion that you've been really bringing to the surface of how things can change so significantly when we have the courage to take ownership and responsibility for ourselves and what we need and then finding the courage to articulate and communicate that. As you say, for clarity, this is such an, that's such an important piece. And I can hear how it's made a difference in your relationship. And you mentioned already one thing you were doing was asking Gina to share some words of affirmation. And I'm curious to know, are there other things that you've been consciously doing, intentionally doing to really sharpen this communication skill that you're developing?
0: One of the things that I'm really learning to... Realizes, you know, when I communicate, before I communicate, feel where the other person is at before I communicate. So I guess a core philosophy is responding versus reacting. What's the difference? So responding is creating space between the thing that was said to you and the way you respond. Reacting is just, You hear something and you just blurt out. You get excited, you feel something and you just act on it. I feel enthusiastic. I'm just going to say whatever I feel because I'm passionate. I feel angry. I'm just going to let it blurt out. Responding is allowing yourself to be with the feeling and connecting with the other person in a deeper way so that you can actually get to the end goal of what you want, right? Like, I think I I brought uh, Jason Gaddis on my podcast uh, a few months ago. I think it was not last month, maybe the month before and he talked about conflict resolution and he's talking you know in a in a in a communication with a high stakes relationship the goal is not to actually be right the goal is to create safety because if the other person you're having a conversation with feels safe and heard and loved then you're actually going to be able to co-create you know the reality that you want instead of you know getting to an end result like you're going to be able to co-create it together and so for me that's been a big lesson is like how can when I'm in a conversation really feel into where the other person's at and really feel what I need. And then instead of, you know, instead of trying to be right, like how can we both get to the end result that we want together? And I think, so it's, it's, it's more of like a co-creation and a collaboration and it's more tied to, you know, how can just, it, it doesn't matter how the sausage is made as long as it tastes good. You know, like I don't, it's it's not about the it's not about the the how it's about what do we want to create together and and um and i think that that level of awareness is new for me and it's really creating from like it's really being mindful of where the other person's at and what the other person desires and what the other person is feeling and and being more conscious of that maybe having a little more curiosity around why someone is the way that they are like if someone is actually arguing with me and not in alignment with what i want like Okay, well, let's get curious. Like, what is the code that they're operating under? What are the beliefs that they are having? What's happening on their end for them to have the beliefs and the stories and the responses that they're having to what I'm saying? And when we can, when I can actually step back and try to be more curious, it, it creates a a deeper level of compassion um, and understanding for where they're at, which then allows me to respond with a better set of of statements, it allows me to respond in a way that can actually be received by them, right? Because if you're not, you know, a lot of people hear what you say, but not everybody receives what you say, right? A lot of people will actually just, they already have a response in their head and they're literally just looking for, they just like, they, they choose the response and then they look for data to match that response instead of looking for at the data and then responding based on what you see in the data, right? So like, I think that's been the shift for me in my communication is actually having more, like when I say responding versus reacting, it's like, it's not actually choosing my way or the highway. It's actually coming in with more awareness around the other person and really feeling into them. And then from there, knowing what I want and knowing where I want to get to and knowing the vision that I have for for what's important to me. And then from there, co-creating, co-creating a set of, of, of next steps or communication or, or back and forths so that can actually help everyone feel like they're seen, heard and loved, which is ultimately what, you know, I want to be able to create for myself and the people around me. And that, and that takes practice. Like it's not easy. A communication communication is really hard.
1: Yeah. Well, especially if it's a real trigger for you, it's like, you're right. So often it's something happens and it's so easy to go back to that. Oh, i always react like this. Like, that.
0: And I'm not, and you know, this is a big thing for me too. Like my second half of the month is really coming back to allowing myself to be messy and imperfect. Right. And really practice naming my needs and not always having it put together, not being put together, being scared. Like you know it's all part of the learning experience, and I think that's you know for me the greatest levels of self love are coming from me allowing myself to be seen and share what's truly in my heart and feel those feelings of oh my God, if I say this this way, this person will leave me, oh my God, if I say this this way, or if they don't if they don't believe me to be this, if I'm not perfect or if I'm not trustworthy or if I'm not fully one hundred percent the good guy, then I'm gonna be abandoned like you know there are these I have these beliefs and I have these feelings and i'm and I'm aware of them and you know I think for me it's been a, a real practice of learning to love and accept all the parts of myself, the shadows right the parts of myself that do make mistakes, the parts of myself that don't trust me to 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 you know be good or or safe or or you know like i I, I have those feelings in me and and I think that's where really, truly, the deepest level—that's where the work is. Like, you know, if I am realizing, and I've done so much work on myself, but even at this level, like, there's still remnants of stuff that may come from myself, that may come from epigenetics and and my parents or family or culture. I don't know where it comes from, but I have feelings of just deep insecurity around not being enough, and and being able to feel those feelings and be seen as imperfect as not enough is 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 hard it's really hard for me and but it's also where the deepest level of healing is like the more i can allow myself to be seen as imperfect and messy with gina and the more i can see her love me for it and appreciate me for my authenticity the more deeply i can sit in the seat of my soul and truly remember that there is no right or wrong there is no good or bad there is just this soul that's craving to express itself in every possible way and expand in every direction and burn away the shackles and scar tissue of shame and fear and judgment, because none of that is true. All of that is a fabrication of the mind and religion and society. And, you know, cause at the core of it, like we're all perfect. We're all imperfectly perfect and our, Imperfections are actually the things that make us so unique and desirable and loved and loving. I mean, you know, like the things that we talked about this a few monthly reflections ago around your inner critic, right? Like the things that your inner critic judges you for also keep you safe and also make you amazing, right? Like if I was super organized and super like systematic and very, very much like dialed into the T. You know, would I have my spark and my magic—the things that that actually do make me me? I don't know. I don't think so. So there's that piece. You know, it's it's just learning how to love ourselves in deeper ways, and 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 it's learning to to have curiosity and and permission as we step deeper into into ourselves.
1: So so powerful, and and I, I think your eye is. Right, this deepening into self-love and how that becomes a catalyst for so much more. But I, I find it so interesting that we all say that imperfection is part of the, the passage of life. And if you never make any mistakes, you're probably never really stretching anywhere near outside your comfort zone. So we know this theoretically, we know it logically, that it's okay to be flawed. But you're right, it's so hard to hold those flaws and those imperfections. It's so difficult to be okay with, the times when you mess up or the times when you inadvertently hurt people. Like we, we we make this a really big thing. And I think you're right. It stops us feeling free. It makes us hold back. It stops us telling the truth. It, it holds back our authenticity. So this journey you're exploring now and, and and taking people into this, almost this permission to let the guard down and and take a few risks and, and be okay with not getting it right all the time. There's so much expansiveness in that and so much wow. freedom.
0: That's the thing, right? Like, we're so afraid of feeling. Like, if they see me in this imperfection, I'm going to feel this lack. I'm going to feel this embarrassment. I'm going to feel this judgment. I'm going to feel this feeling, this fear that I'm going to be thrown out. That's a feeling that most people do not want to feel. So they hide behind the curtain. They're afraid of expressing vulnerability. They're like that. There's this feeling. And actually one of the biggest ah ahas and takeaways I had this month was the feeling without the story is just a feeling. Let's say I have a feeling that this feeling of being of this feeling that's coming in my body when I'm about to share something that I've never shared with somebody. And I'm so afraid that feeling is here. The meaning we attach to the feeling, which is "Oh my God, like they're gonna they're gonna judge me, they're gonna not like me," Da-da-da-da. that's just a story. That's the second layer that sits on. Because what happens first is the feeling. Then on top of that, it's the interpretation of that feeling that happens in the mind,
1: which might not even be true. It's like it's just well. So
0: that's where it's important. Like, and this is why. I- awareness and responding versus reacting is important because, you know, the first layer is becoming aware of your emotions and your thoughts that are all just one big conglomerate. I think the second layer is to actually separate the emotion from the thought. Because when you can just feel the feeling without allowing the feeling to mean something, I'm just anxious. I'm just, I, and Maybe not even label it as anxious. I just have this feeling in my body that's a level of practice. It takes practice to do that. Like I have this feeling in my body. Okay, what do I want to do with that feeling? It's that space between the feeling and the interpretation of that feeling that holds all the power. Because the feeling itself is energy, and that energy can be transmuted and alchemized and into action. And this is where I think that what I said earlier around, you know, create clarity instead of letting the anxious mind take over. Right? That's what I mean. Like, I experience the feeling in that space. I can actually create a set of actions with that feeling instead of just letting my mind take over and turn it into something that keeps me stuck, keep me, keeps me trapped, keeps me in a victim place. That's where I think the, the mind wants to go because that's where the mind feels safe. Like, most people are so disconnected from their bodies, including I was this way too. We are all disconnected from our bodies because at some point in our younger years, We experienced some level of a traumatic, condensed emotional experience, like something that was just charged and scary. And we didn't have the tools to actually be in our bodies, so we disconnected from our bodies and went to our mind. But when we are in our mind, all we are is just living the story. But when we can just get into our bodies and feel and just be with what is, there is no interpretation that's necessary. That's true presence. That's true presence. Presence is not needing the story. But then it's so hard to get there. It's, but that's, because we keep thinking we have to do more to fix ourselves. We have to get this thing. We have to understand. We have to know why. Understanding why is a function of the mind. Experiencing something is a function of the body. And I think that's where we've missed the mark as a society, is we've, we've become so heady. And it's not because we don't know better. It's just because that's the way our bodies chose to protect ourselves. Like I heard this quote the other day. It's like the mind is, is actually a relatively new sort of introduction to the human experience. Like I think the mind is actually like, I don't even know when we really started developing our minds and our egos and the human beings, right? Like but we came from apes, and our bodies have been around on this planet a hell of a lot longer than the human mind has actually been around. So the bodies are actually way more intelligent than the mind, if you actually want to give it that. So it's way more evolved. Yet, for some reason, we put so much power in our minds versus the power of our bodies and the intelligence, the intuitive. We're, we're, we're way better animals than we are humans.
1: Yeah, maybe that's part of the shift is becoming more conscious and bringing more of that spiritual connection into the human body and what, how that could then evolve
0: right coming back to coming back to the fact that we are from nature and we already know how to heal we don't need to go and find a new pharmaceutical drug we don't need to go and find a new way of doing things we already know the body knows more than anything the body knows how to heal it's about removing the blocks that stop us from truly accessing that power and it's by addressing the root causes of what are actually causing those undesirable symptoms of ourselves to show up And it's by becoming conscious and aware and bringing in a sense of agency into our being that can empower more conscious living. And that's, I think what, that's where we're all headed as a species. That's where I'm headed. It's something I'm just really learning to sit with right now. It's how can I just get better at feeling? And that's the simplest. How can I allow myself to feel? That's the, the, how can I allow myself to be seen, feeling we talked about this, I think, on one of my earliest podcasts. It was like, or I think it was Steve Sims or something like that. It was like podcast, like number 34 or something. And I remember him saying like, you know, people aren't afraid of failure. They're, they're afraid of being seen failing. So being seen failing, what are the feelings that arise when you are seen as a failure? Shame, embarrassment, the feelings of maybe that like, oh my God, maybe I really don't have my shit together all those feelings, those beliefs about yourself that are now somewhat true because you had this experience of failure. When we go down the rabbit hole and we actually allow ourselves to just feel all of that and we remove the charge and the fear of feeling. So what if we fail? So what if other people see us failing? I think the charge is what we're afraid of. And when we can work to resolve the charge, resolve that condensed emotional experience, that Condensed set of emotions in our bodies, like when we can truly do the work to relieve that, meant all the mental chatter goes away. Like I think at the core root of all mental health issues is actually emotional health issues.
1: And yeah, I think about like you say emotions like shame and um, embarrassment. These, I think, a lot of us really experience those emotions as children, probably in our families where we felt safe. And then suddenly we have an experience where we feel ashamed or embarrassed and we feel unsafe in that moment. I don't know who I am now. I don't feel good in myself.
0: I mean, let's look at it this way. As a child, let's say you had an experience where you did something, you know, you made a mistake. You, you spilled a bunch of stuff on the floor. One set of parents looked at you and said, oh my gosh, you're so fun. Look at you just playing all over the place. You're so sweet, sweetie. I love you. Versus another set of parents telling you, you can never get anything right. You're always, you're such a burden. God, you didn't even know how to use that thing. Same experience. One has shame attached to it. The other one has love. You see what I'm saying? And, and now those two experiences, right? So those, that same child in those two sets of scenarios is going to grow up with a very different set of lenses and how they see the world. And that's why it's important to recognize that none of this is actually true. It's your, it's like the truth, like shame. There's no truth in shame. It's just an interpretation. It's a story that was attached to a feeling that you felt in that moment. But when we can know that and become aware of it, and we can teach our younger selves that, it's not about coming in from the logical mind. It's about coming in through our inner childs. You know, that four-year-old in our bodies that lives right now that still gets scared when they drop something. There's a four-year-old somewhere for that That, that, you know, the scenario I just shared for that adult, there's a four-year-old someone in there that feels like they're a burden and people please their entire lives because they feel like if they actually name their needs, that they're just being a massive burden.
1: Oh, this, I mean, isn't this so interesting? It's so interesting. And I think it goes right back to what you were saying about this notion of feeling safe in your body. Like how many of us have just needed to escape because this emotion floods us that we just can't hold. Can't hold it. We don't know how to hold shame. Don't know how to hold embarrassment because we've never been able to do that. So you escape with your head. You feel okay in the moment, but because you never actually felt that emotion, of course it gets triggered again. You find yourself back in other scenarios where that shows up. So I want to bring us back to what you were talking about your relationship and how in your relationship now you've created this space where you can be more open. You can be more authentic. You're able to feel emotions in a safe, in a safe way. Yeah. I'm curious to know, is that, was, was that possible because of how you've evolved in yourself? Or is that because of the person you're with? Like what is, for other people listening now thinking, I want to have that environment where I can explore more of this. Does it depend on the person you're with or can it start with you?
0: I think, you know, you have to know it's possible, right? Cause you can't create anything you don't know is possible. This is why vision is so important. This is why vision boards are so important. This is why it's so important to have mentors and read books and expand your awareness because when your awareness of what's possible expands, you know, you can actually call that into your own life. You can create it in your own life. And so I saw very beautiful examples of, of people who were not shitheads to be very frank. Like I had, I I started seeing people not judge others growing up. I, I didn't have that. And, you know, most of us don't. Like, we have this level of conditional love that's attached, right? Like, conditional love is what we all learn. And then somewhere along the way, we experience unconditional kindness.
1: What's the difference between conditional love and unconditional kindness?
0: Well, conditional love is, hey, in order for you to get recognition and praise, you must do this. Like, if you're not this, you're not going to be loved, kind of thing. Like, if you don't get the good grades, then you're not enough. That's a condition. It's not that you're enough, whether you have good grades or not, like, no, you have to get good grades to be loved, right? Um, Or to be enough or to be praised or to be the good child or to be recognized, whatever you want to call it. Unconditional kindness. I think it, more than unconditional love, I like to think of unconditional kindness as somebody just seeing you where you're at and not judging and just really holding the space for you to be a human, right? It's like, hey, it's different from like, you know, I may not like what you did, but I love you and it doesn't make you any less of a human being. Right. It takes just knowing that that stuff's possible. And so I think for me, it was learning that there were people out there that, you know, that just like I could open up to people and they could see me and not judge me. So I had to experience that first. Right. Like I remember I went to, um, you know, when I really started becoming an entrepreneur and I started talking more openly about my struggles with people And I started hearing them share their struggles, like, and they were like, hey, Raj, it's okay. Like, you're, you know, you're doing great, buddy. You know, that was an eye-opening experience for me. Like, it was like, oh, wow, I don't have to be all like macho and pretend like I've got my shit together. Like, no, there's, I can go to people and be really honest with them and they can share, they can support me. Like, cool. I know I can do that now. And then, so I think over the years, I've just learned to build. Now, in this context, having a relationship, an intimate relationship has pushed and accelerated the limits of what I've been able to heal. You know, on my own, I think there was a lot that I could heal. Like, I mean, there's a lot. I did a lot of work on myself, but without the the live feedback of another, being able to see your, your deepest parts of you getting triggered, I think it's really hard to actually heal those really, really, really deep-seated fears of being abandoned and rejected. And I wasn't ready to have that level of healing with my last relationship, but with this one, I think because we've both done so much work on ourselves, we've both really invested in our own personal development journey and we've wanted to go into our emotions and develop and and really learn how to love ourselves individually. Right. That's important piece. Like it's not because there's a lot of things that come in relationships, right? Like I think most people, they don't love themselves individually. And so they expect their partners to fill that bucket, right? And that creates codependence. And because their partners can't meet where they're at, they start to have these like riffles and there's codependence and there's fighting and there's arguments. But what's really missing is actually self-love because I, I really now realizing like, you know, it's your job to make yourself happy. Your partner can make you happier, right? And so to me, that journey of self-love is a youth thing. And I think that can be done inside or outside of a relationship, but that next layer of healing, I think, comes when you can allow, you love yourself so much that you're allowing yourself to be seen. You love yourself so much that you that you want, yeah, or maybe you love the relationship so much that you don't want resentment to build. You, you, you just You just crave so much for yourself and you have such a, like, you know you want something big. I think it's that desire, right? You want that desire that you're not going to allow fear to hold back. And I think that, that's a choice that you get to make. It's not something you have to make by any means, right? Like be plenty of people are in relationships and and that, that may not have that level of openness and vulnerability. And I think now that I've experienced it, that level of vulnerability and openness is one, an inside job first. Like you have to be intimate with yourself before you can be intimate with another, right? Because you can only attract the degree of intimacy that you know, like you can't, like what you see on the inside, like, as within is so without, right? So, like, if you're not create, if you're not creating intimacy in life, and you're not experiencing deeper levels of connection with yourself, with with God, with the universe, with your work, with like, it's going to be difficult to experience that level of connection with another person. But when you can do the work to create that level of intimacy, safety, love, connection with yourself, it now becomes the lens and the and the frame with which you can now go to another and create that with them, right? So like, for example, like, you know, I remember after I got out of my, my relationship, when I started dating again, right? Like I would go on dates and I would bring out a level of vulnerability that they couldn't match. They just weren't the right people, right? But then I found my match and she was like, oh, you want to play? Okay, let's go deep. But I had to create that for myself. Like I had to be showing up in that way. And I had to feel safe doing that for me because that's just who I am. And I and so I, I don't think it's something that you need another person to get to. I think there's a lot of stuff you can do on your own. I think you can practice intimacy and vulnerability and naming your needs and conscious communication and asking for support and being, and, and being honest with yourself first and then honest with others. I think those are all things that can happen inside or outside of a relationship. But I think once you get into a relationship, it's a choice to look at the triggers and not run. It's a choice to, to, to learn from the triggers. Because here's the thing. Like if you're getting triggered in relationship, you have two choices. You can either go into it and lean into the other person as a mirror to heal what's getting triggered inside of you and create that culture with them. Or you can end the relationship and then just repeat it when it comes back around the next time. So to me, I think, you know, that's the choice that I think I've made. Um, And I'm not saying it's a choice for everybody, but for me, I'm really grateful that that's what I have chosen to create for myself. And that's what, you know, Gene and I have chosen to create in our relationship, which is this safe container for both of us to be seen fully and to have the safety that hey, one fight doesn't mean this is over. Just because I see some aspect of you that is is not making me happy doesn't mean that it's it's that I don't love you. It's creating that 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 commitment, that devotion. And I think devotion is the right word. It's it's a devotion to self love. It's a devotion to love. It's a devotion to rising in love. It's a devotion to not allowing fear and scarcity and like all of those lower frequency emotions to be our North Star. It's it's allowing love to be it. and And I think that's what the devotion is. The devotion is to that path. And whatever that path takes you down, whether it's relationship, whether it's work, whether it's just you consciously having a better relationship with your body. I mean, you name it, all of it. That is the next layer of evolution, I think. And so that's, that's at least how I, like I said, this is, this is a monthly reflection. This is something I'm learning about myself Um and really understanding that, you know, your dream life gets to be created and, and, and safety is one of those things that I think when you can feel safe being seen, your whole world opens up.
1: Certainly. Yeah. That's such a beautiful answer. Thanks for going so deep on that one. So I feel like we're kind of coming to a close. I'd love to ask you if you had to kind of find the thread that wove through all of October. Like, what would that word be?
0: Ah, man. This is always the hardest question because I've got like four pages of notes. <laughs> I think trust. The idea of trust. Trust that you know I'm exactly where I need to be. Trust why certain triggers are showing up at this moment in time. Trust why things don't go the way I want them to. Trust why there's uncertainty and chaos and messiness. And trust trust that every single thing that's showing up in my life is there to actually help me heal and look at an aspect of me that is that is stopping me from truly stepping into what my soul was here to experience, which is just true expansion, true freedom, true love, true clarity, true divine co-creation with the universe, true surrender to the flow of, of life. And, and, and I, and I think, um, I don't know, there's, I still have a lot to look at, a lot of work to do. I'm, a human being, you know, I'm a soul living inside of this human experience, but that doesn't mean being a human is, is easy or, um, you know, I still get, there's still a lot of stuff that comes up for me. And but what I know is that, you know, I think it's not, it's not about not having hardship. It's about being somebody that can meet hardship with full presence, right? It's, it's about having, knowing that you have the tools And the ability to actually lean into hardship and navigate it. And it's, and it's knowing that, you know, you have the ability to face fear. And I think it's just being aware of your choices. Like you have the, you have the ability to choose and you can either be a victim or you can be, you can be a victim or you can be truly powerful. And I think that's something that, that you get to decide for yourself along your journey. There's no right or wrong answer, but I just want to really encourage and inspire like you have. The feeling that you are afraid of feeling is just a feeling. It does not actually, like, it doesn't stick around. Like, when you feel worthless, let yourself feel it. Because I promise you, after you feel it, feeling it does not make it true. It's not like this sticky thing that's going to, like, stick to your body and you're never going to be able to get off. That's not how emotions work. Just like thoughts are fleeting, emotions are fleeting. But unless you give yourself the permission to feel it fully, it will always have some level of control over who you are and how you show up in the world.
1: Mm. Okay. Final question. How did you stay grounded in October, 2021?
0: Really choosing to love people. You know, when you can love someone fully, you're actually loving yourself fully When you can choose to see another person's perspective and accept and love them anyways. You're actually choosing to do the same with yourself. Like, and I think that practice has really allowed me to really stay grounded and remember that everybody's on their journey. Everybody's having their own set of challenges and difficulties and everybody's going through some version of shit this year. And it's just remembering that, you know, we're all human beings. We're all trying our best to just feel safe. We're all just trying our best. And I think when I can truly learn, when I can love others as they are and really practice that in my relationship, and my with everybody. It doesn't matter who it's like really learn to love people for them. And when I do that, I just, when I, when I choose to devote myself to love instead of this, I, this, this feeling of fear, of the separation, right? This, this falseness of, the falsity, I don't even know what the word is. The, this false notion of separation that this person is different than me because of the way they look or the way they act or the choices they make or the choices they don't make or the beliefs they hold. I mean, When I can see beneath that and truly love the soul that sits beneath the the human skin, I mean, I I really feel this this sense of groundedness and faith and trust and love that then fills my own body. And then that really allows me to stay grounded in deeper and deeper and deeper ways. So I think it's a practice, something I'm working on and something I'm just constantly inching my way towards. But if you had asked me right now, that's my answer.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I love how like when you lead with vulnerability, you create space for other people to go there too. So it's it's always very empowering to have these conversations because of what comes up, and there's always something. It's interesting how you can always take something away.
0: Yeah, you know, I just I'm learning to love the journey of of just acceptance and love. You know, this is I used to be dedicated to daily hustle and daily motivation, and now I feel like I'm really. Dedicated and devoted to daily healing and daily love, and I think that you know that's a shift that's happened for myself, and it's led to a much higher quality experience of life. Because I still do work really hard, and I feel slower, and I feel more grounded, and I feel more connected, and and I think that's the that's the piece that if I can inspire anything for for anyone listening, it's to truly make that that journey a a part of your daily experience like you get to love yourself as much or as less as you want to and it's it's a it's a practice and something that you know you're not doing alone we're all doing this together but so grateful for you guys being here but that is a wrap thank you so much Georgina for as always holding the space and for creating such a beautiful container for us to explore some of these deeper concepts and for everyone listening thank you so much for being here And for us, from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life.